Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Hashtag real news on this week's episode of The Pinball Show. I've got for you the newest production updates from Stern Pinball, details on the recently announced Godzilla accessories, news about the upcoming Stern Pinball topper reveals, new code updates, my take on owning Rush Pinball for the past couple of weeks, Jersey Jack Pinball's next game release, and team member release. Having the brass to earn the glass. What's on deck for Spooky Pinball in Disc 2022? Steering you into the promised land with some wild-ass pinball market trends and a brand new pinball bounty. All of this and a whole lot more on episode 90. Welcome to the mystery Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome, everyone, to the award-winning pinball podcast, The Pinball Show. Woohoo! Gather around, take a seat, get settled in, because this week's episode is jam-packed with what you want the most, and that is hashtag real news. I'm your host, Zach Minnie, and this is episode 90 of The Pinball Show, here exclusively on The Pinball Network. It's only one man, one mic this week, but that's okay. Last week's co-host, David Dennis from Silverball Chronicles, sullied this studio so badly that until we get it fumigated, I am embarrassed to have on a co-host. A lot going on this week. A lot of new stuff from Stern Pinball, the in-disc competition, some news from Jersey Jack, and so on. We'll get to that here shortly. But first, many of you are like me and have been hit heavily. With ice and snow covering much of the country here in the United States, some of you live out of the country or live in igloos. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. And without putting you to sleep, like Dennis and David did last week, talking about the effect, I will say that this past week, for me, I've found an inverse correlation between ice and age. I don't know what the hell happened to me this last week, listener, but as I made my way outdoors to deliver pinball machines or, or to yell at my dogs barking at people... I've noticed that something substantially is different from my experiences of trekking through the ice last year. What I'm saying is you know you're getting old when you no longer feel comfortable and secure walking on anything slippery. I used to be like a damn cat. I was fine. I could do cartwheels on the ice. This year, I feel like great-grandpappy's hip just snapping by just the thought of ice. I fear now more than ever the consequences of a fall on ice. Never had that worry before. A couple nights ago, I I ventured out to my truck prior to all this ice coming down. I like how warm I can get it in the cabin of that that truck if I'm making a call or something. So I get in there. Everything was fine. And like a half an hour later, I I go to get out. And you know what happened. I felt like my dad riding a one wheel. My ass took one step. One step. Maybe it's like an equilibrium balance kind of thing. Maybe I'm getting top heavy. But as soon as my sneaker touched that ice, my ass was down for the count. I didn't fall all the way. I am still fairly agile and flexible. I fell with grace, baby. Caught myself on the door handle. Drink went spilling everywhere in my hair. Some of you are laughing at me right now. And I agree. There's nothing funnier than seeing someone fall on ice. Is there? 
Maybe somebody accidentally farting. Maybe that tops it. But man, ice falls are great. But yeah, anymore I have as much aversion to ice as these kids nowadays have an aversion to people. Enough about me. You guys want to hear about all of the new things in pinball, and we're going to do so by kicking it over to the TPS correspondents. Let's see what you got, fellas. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Not too much to report this week, except that all eyes are focused on the upcoming Texas Pinball Festival in March to see if the long-awaited Toy Story will be announced. Jack and the team will all be there, so that's leading many to believe that there will be a new game announcement at that show. One thing to remember, though, is that Toy Story has been rumored for a very long time. The Wizard of Oz Yellow Brick Road Edition, Willy Wonka, and Guns N' Roses have all been released in front of the rumored Toy Story. And depending on which new licenses Jersey Jack Pinball has been able to secure, it's anyone's guess as to whether this will be Toy Story or something completely different. I'll be at the Texas Pinball Festival and make sure to stay on top of any Toy Story or other related Jersey Jack Pinball announcement. And one other quick thing, if anybody's looking for Wizard of Oz 2.0 light boards, it sounds like Jersey Jack is going to be doing another run that will be available soon. So email them to get put on the list if you're looking for one of those. For the Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. A busy production month for Stern in February as the manufacturing juggernaut that is Stern Pinball continues to roll on as their initial run of Rush Pro Edition machines started up again after being slightly delayed earlier this month. Speaking of production, Stern released an exciting new behind-the-scenes video on social media this week highlighting their production efforts on their new Rush machine, which is quite something to see if you still haven't seen the amount of effort and time that goes into making these magical mystery machines. But don't look now, true believers, yes, Houston, we may have a problem. It looks like there may be some quality control issues with the first run of Rush Pros now that they're mostly done and in the hands of their eager buyers. You know the playbook on this one, those machines that are built in the early production runs typically have an issue or two that needs to be ironed out. No one likes to see or hear this, but it is what it is. This particular QC issue relates to the scoop shot on Rush. Some Rush Pro owners are seeing premature wear and clear coat cracking around the lip of that scoop shot and also with a flimsy scoop shroud that seems to warp and dent very easily when hit on some of those new Rush Pros that have gone out. Which scoop shot you say? Well, sadly, both! Fix it with a couple cliffy protectors, you say? Well, as seen in Carrie Hardy's recent YouTube video highlighting this issue, not so fast as the cliffy scoop protector doesn't match the beveled edge of the scoop shot, which leads to a gap between the playfield edge and the cliffy protector, my god, which then leads to the protector eventually failing as well. <clears throat> What's the solution? Well, have no fear, Stern's quality control is aware of the issue and is coming up with a fix that should be a permanent solution. We shall have to wait and see. And continuing on with Rush, a shout out to the Loser Kid podcast for their excellent interview with Ed Robertson this week, the lead singer of the Bare Naked Ladies, who was hired by Stern as an audio engineer and band liaison on the recent machine Rush. 
Ed made his way this past week to the Stern factory to oversee some Rush LE assemblies that are starting to make their way through production now. Similar to what we've seen with the Guns N' Roses machine over at Rivals Jersey Jack Pinball, Ed's passion for pinball and the Rush music were an integral part of this new title, which has been translated to a much deeper and fuller theme experience while playing this game. So bravo to John Borg, Ed Robertson, Tim Sexton, Raymond Davidson, and the rest of Team Rush on this one. And speaking of bravo, my god, the Munsters Owners Club just can't believe themselves as new code yet again, courtesy of programmer extraordinaire Dwight Sullivan with a code update hat trick. Hold on. Okay. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh no. Holy oh, Spirit, no. Oh, activate. No. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 <laughs> All right, let's go. Yes, that's right. Three code updates for Munsters now at V1.21 as the Munsters makes its way proudly, proudly onto the Stern Insider Connected Arena. I'm so happy for them. Quickly back to Rush again, Stern Pinball has posted new Rush code as well, V.86 for the pro models, as this code continues to be flushed out and contains numerous game enhancements, additional polish, game adjustments, and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's all for this week for the Pinball Show. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, this is Kaz with an update on American Pinball. American Pinball has announced the hiring of Barry Ausler as game designer and Barry Engler as senior production manager. Barry Ausler has been designing games for more than 40 years, since 1978. He last worked at Deep Root with Stephen Bowden, and he's designed over 40 games, including Comet, Pinbot, Space Station, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Jackbot, Whodunit, Dirty Harry, and Zack's favorite, Popeye Saves the Earth. Now, Barry Engler is back at American Pinball after working at JJP for the last two years. He previously managed things like the service and production departments. I'm excited to see what Dennis Nordman and Barry Ausler are going to be doing at American Pinball. I hope they can capture some of the magic that made the 80s and 90s Bally Williams games so much fun. Let's hope everybody has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For The Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner. Thanks again, Correspondents. Nice little roundup here. Let's see if I can fill in the gaps. Well, this last week, Stern Pinball announces Godzilla accessories. They gave us pictures. They gave us pricing. They're now on dealer websites, flippingoutpinball.com. And y'all were hungry for some new toys, huh? Mmm. People still waiting for their Godzillas like, well, shit, might as well order accessories while I wait. This past week, Stern Pinball formally announced and shown the Godzilla interior art blades, the shooter rod, and the armor. Now, the Godzilla interior art blades look fantastic. We've seen a bump in the price uh, from $89.99 to $99.99 plus shipping, and they're going to be available shortly. They should be shipping out like this week or maybe next. Those are kind of in stock ready to roll, I've been told. The Godzilla shooter rod uh, features the same shaped knob, don't laugh, as Avengers Infinity Quest and Jurassic Park, kind of that, what is that, an opal, like a um, egg-like thing? Yeah, it resembles an egg. Looks spectacular. Didn't light up or anything. Just it looks solid. The price for that accessory is $179.99 plus shipping. So about the same price as, as the Jurassic Park and Avengers. The Godzilla armor, really nice die cut design here showing off King Ghidorah, the three-headed dragon looking creature thing. I kind of like the, the shape of this armor set. Really well done. It's not just a sharp cut or anything like that. It is wavy. It goes well with the artwork. That is priced at $289.99 plus shipping. Woof. A little pricey there. 
Got to have it though. All in all, I think all three of those accessories look fantastic. I'm going to have to buy the shooter rod for my LE. Many of you with the pro and premium out there probably looking at buying the trio there. But shipment of the shooter rod and the armor, I would guess, I was talking to Stern, they said, you know, those are going to be out shortly, but the art blades are the ones that are kind of ready to roll now. I'd guess two to six weeks. But put your order in now, though. And yes, for those of you wondering about the Godzilla Topper, fear not. We're actually going to be seeing an announcement of the design, the availability, and the pricing in the coming weeks. It's getting close. They're done with it. Speaking of the greatest and the must-have accessory of all time, the, the pinball topper, other Stern toppers that have yet to be released, that is Mandalorian topper and Rush topper, should be announced in the coming weeks as well. I'm being told they are getting very close. But announcement is one thing. Shipping is a whole other thing. So just kind of temper your excitement and boost your patience. And more news rolling in here at the Pinball Show. Stern Pinball is now very, very much aware of how much we love pinball toppers. You're welcome. It's not the vid. It's just an ice cold. Winter's coming. So much so that I think you're going to see Stern Pinball developing and designing toppers in the future for these titles that very much are interactive, very much are collectible, very much have things in them that maybe the collector or the pinball player without said topper will not have. Do I think they're going to code more stuff into these toppers as they have with Jurassic Park or with Avenger? Yes. Yes. That's the answer. Yes. To what extent? I don't know, but that's coming. With this big booming trend of pinball toppers over the last year, they now recognize how important of an accessory that this niche little collector community places on them. I don't know what Godzilla topper looks like. I don't. If history repeats itself, we know that Keith Elwin designed games, Jurassic Park, Iron Maiden. They all had toppers that they looked great. No real moving parts. We had some molding on the Iron Maiden Aces High topper. But other than that, just kind of your, your silhouette standard stern topper, some interactivity, some coded features. I think Godzilla is going to be a, a lot more of that. But I think you're going to see something maybe a little different with Godzilla topper. Just a little bit. A little bit more dynamic. Stay tuned. And speaking of staying tuned, Mandalorian topper, how long have we been waiting for the Mandalorian topper? If history repeats itself there, ladies and gentlemen, we know that licensing was a hang-up for the original limited edition R2-D2 topper for the Star Wars title. I don't think it's a surprise that Star Wars and Mandalorian still struggling to get insider connected. I think that's a licensing issue as well. But I'm here to confirm that Mandalorian topper is complete and it is near announcement. We're getting close, close. But again, when does it ship? That's a whole other thing. I'm not going to give too much about the Mandalorian topper, but I can tell you this. If you do not own the Mandalorian pinball machine, and if you enjoy and like pinball toppers, very soon you will own the Mandalorian pinball machine because you will own this Mandalorian topper. Remember I said this. Mandalorian topper will sell games. It's not often that a topper alone is an accessory that will sell product and sell the game that it is crowned upon, but every once in a while it happens. And this is that once in a while. Move over, Black Knight. Like my boy CB, we shall wait and see. When do we see the Mandalorian topper? I mean, we've got, uh, we've got upcoming runs of the game itself in February, as well as May for Pro, June for Premiums. Maybe we see a May, June, late spring, early summer release. And here's the other sticky when it comes to stern pinball toppers. I wish I would have just shut my big mouth. I'm somewhat offended by the veracity of some of you all's head nodding at this moment. Just to cool it down a little bit. 
But here's the issue. Toppers are such a thing that Stern has implemented in the past and I fear will be in the future, distributing these toppers as they do their games with an allotment. That is, even if Flippin' Out Pinball wants to order 250, 500 Mandalorian toppers on the Topper King, I may not be able to. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I agree with you. If anybody should get toppers, it should be me, right? It also wouldn't surprise me if the Mandalorian topper came out and had a limited run as well. So I don't know. I fear that they're going to do allotments of these damn toppers. I've got a lot of you listeners on the list for the Mandalorian toppers, Rush toppers, Godzilla toppers. We will continue doing everything that we can to fulfill those orders. But keep in mind, Stern Pinball at any moment could punch me in the stomach and say, we're limited the amount that we receive. But as always, tune in every Monday. I will keep you up to date on what we hear from Stern Pinball. Now, for all of you Rush lovers and owners out there, the Rush Pinball Machine, those accessories, still kind of unknown when we're going to see release on those. I think it's probably coming any time now, especially since the IP was very enmeshed in the design process and the rollout of this game. I don't think we're going to see any issues with, uh, with rolling this out. I can say this, though. While nothing crazy for the armor, because you guys haven't seen the armor, the shooter rods, the topper, nothing crazy is coming for the armor or for the shooter rod, for that matter, for Rush Pinball. We do still get, I'll give you a tidbit here, we do still get the die-cut greatness that we all do love with the Rush armor. We don't get printed graphics, we get that nice die-cut. And the shooter is going to be, it's kind of a hybrid of what we've seen with shooter rods in the past. That is something that Oh my gosh, I love about certain shooter rods and something that I'm just eh, on when it comes to shooter rods. Don't sleep on the shooter rods, people, or armor for that matter. Try to find the armor of some of those older titles. Ugh, that can be harder than finding the topper itself. And you want the whole package? There's just something about the whole package when you see all of those accessories on them because they're tastefully done and they look the best. They're designed the best when they come from the factory. Expression light, same thing. Uh, not sure on release. They do look good. We've seen them in the LEs, and they're a must-have. If you're going to buy the Pro or the Premium, you got to have the Expression lights. They're a game-changer. Okay, sorry. You guys want to know about that Rush Topper. Okay, fine. Well, I can confirm here on the Pinball Show that it is a great, great-looking topper. It's going to be a must-have for all Rush owners. And when you see it, you'll know why. Especially for those LE owners. That's all I'm going to say for now. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Mouth shut. Hey, guys. Topper haters out there, wake up. I've got some production updates for you for Stern Pinball. This last week, we've seen on social media Stern Pinball running a video of the LEs on the line. Ooh, they're nice looking, too. I love that steampunk feel. The Rush LEs look good. With reference to the production updates, though, we know the LEs are on the line. You should, uh, into this week, I think we'll start shipping some of them, if not into mid-next week. That's when you'll start seeing them really uh, hit the trucks there at the Stern Factory. And that'll run over the next couple weeks, getting all of them out. Flipping out LE buyers, your machine is coming! And of course, as always, with Nicole and I at Flipping Out Pinball, it's not only coming, but the shipping is free. Don't listen to the fake news out there. Your shipping is free. And you weren't charged over MSRP. That's the flipping out way. If you ordered a Rush Premium Pinball Machine, they are still aiming for the end of February for those. So that first run will start going out at the end of February. Also here in February on the Stern Pinball Production Schedule, Mandalorian Pro and Premiums still on the schedule for February. Now here's a bit of a change. The second run of Rush Pro, during the seminar, Gary was talking about maybe thinking a February run for that second run of Pros. Sadly, 
The recent schedule update shows that the second run will now not occur until April. So all of you non-location hobbyists out there that ordered that Rush Pro, that second run will start in April now. Oh, man. That's going to be alongside the second Rush Premium run. So we're going to get that second Rush Premium run in April as well. You're going to see one into February and then one in April. But in better production news, Stern Pinball has fleshed out their production schedule a bit more for Q2 now. We just had Q1 allotments and such. We now have details on the Q2 runs. Stern understands how many Godzillas are on back order right now. And instead of just doing that summer July run, they've added May as well. So that is fantastic news. The downside is that regardless, it doesn't matter the biggest dealers in the country, including myself, we're still only getting a very, very, very small allotment of what is ordered. That's one thing I wish people could better realize. The one thing that keeps me up at night, the frustration, you guys know it, but it's just not being able to fulfill day one orders as fast and quick as possible. It truly cuts me to the core, knowing that many of you have ordered and have waited and will continue to wait throughout the year. A lot of unknowns as well. These schedules are tentative. They change all the time. But at least Stern Pinball is communicating what their schedule is, unlike, I mean, honestly, most of the rest of the manufacturers. At this point, I, w- I would rather a manufacturer just tell me nothing than tell me something and blow past that deadline. Because as a dealer, we then communicate that information to our customers, get them all excited, get us excited, and then blast through that. Nothing more frustrating. So yeah, with hot titles like Godzilla and Rush, they're building them as fast as they can. But all dealers, I don't know what algorithm they use to determine allotments and uh, distribution numbers and stuff, but I can tell you we order a shitload, and every time I receive a schedule to show how many we are actually going to receive of each run, it's like a greatest hits of America's Funniest Home Videos. Wiffle ball to the nuts. People still waiting on their Mandalorians, fear not. I told you guys we're going to see that February run of Pro and Premiums. We're also going to see an additional Mandalorian Pro run in May and a Premium run in June. So they're, they're really kind of doubling up on these, these last three titles, Godzilla, Mandalorian, and Rush. Boom, boom, boom. They're really pushing those in right now. March, we're still anticipating that Avengers Pro and Premium run to happen. So not much longer wait for that. And what a classic game, too. There have been many that have sold, but there are many units of Avengers that will still sell over the next year, following year and such. And we even get a Jurassic Park Pro and Premium run in April. I don't know a dealer across the country that has any open spots for the April run of Jurassic Park, but maybe they're out there. I'm telling customers that are looking for a Jurassic Park premium, that's kind of the hot one right now, end of the year, if not into next year. We just, we don't know when they're going to run them again. I'm guessing end of year, beginning of next year. Kind of like Godzilla premium, new Godzilla premium interested buyers. We're looking at uh, 2023. For those of you still waiting for that Deadpool, God bless you. We've seen just a sample of those premiums go out uh, last week, but they do have runs coming up in July, which is nice because originally we thought we'd have to wait until August for Deadpool premiums. Right now, the schedule is saying July. We still should see those Star Wars pros and premiums with the original art package in August. So that's a summer run. Dealers have not been given their allotment numbers of those yet. So that kind of falls in the Q3 zone where we know they're going to do a run, but we don't know how many we're going to get. Same thing, Star Wars, the pin, the original artwork and the comic artwork of Star Wars, the pin. We'll see that another run in September and Jurassic Park, the pin. We thought that was going to be a November run this year. It's actually bumped up to October. And hopefully you guys enjoyed these production updates. They're very helpful uh, and interesting to me. Give us some feedback at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. You want to hear less of them. I find it useful to inform you guys, but uh, but if you don't care, let us know as well. 
Now, at least 300 of you guys are like, that's great, that's great, Star Wars, blah, 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 Mandalorian, good for it, Godzilla got one coming. What about my damn Elvira premium? I'm not throwing down 25 to 30K for the 40th anniversary, I just want the damn premium. Interesting little production update note here. We thought end of the year, end of December, that was going to be the soonest. There were some rumors swirling around there. They put them at the end of the year because they're going to cut production. You're not going to see any more Elvira premiums leaving that Stern factory. But I'm here to tell you, based on the information that I have been given, the official information, we're going to see those in November. And sadly, there, there's no way in hell they're going to fulfill the entire orders of dealers in November. And I hate to be a Denny Downer, but a lot of you may not see them in November. Some people have been waiting over a year for these. The December spot is now being held for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro and Premiums. Can you believe no TMNT Pro or Premium runs until December? That's a pin with insider connectivity. I think you're going to see some rising secondary prices on that pin uh, throughout the year here. Elvira Premium in November. The other thing to note with Elvira Premium, and I don't hear anybody talking about this, it frustrates a lot of you, hell it frustrates me, is that when Gary Stern announced to dealers and to the public this past summer that there was going to be a price increase on their next pin, a la Godzilla, that was going to go into effect immediately for Godzilla and then follow through an immediate smaller increase now, and then January 1st, that is January 1st, 2022, what we just experienced, a larger increase of pros and premiums. We also subsequently got an increase in price on the LEs now with Rush LE being $11,100. When he initially told us that, as dealers, we asked, well, what about Elvira? What about Batman? He's already seen that a $500 price increase earlier in 2021. Are we going to see another price increase? What's going on here? His response was something to the effect of, you know, Batman is done at the end of the year. So that's kind of a moot point. When it comes to Elvira, we still haven't kind of established what we're doing with the pricing on that. So I know a lot of our customers that inquire about when's my Elvira coming? Why do I have to wait till the end of the year? And I remind them, hey, Pricing still isn't, you know, established, confirmed 100% yet. It's tentative. It could change. They're like, well, wait a minute. And they're like, no, I've locked in my price. And while I wish Stern Pinball would conduct business that way and only increase the price of things that haven't been ordered, that's just simply not the case. There will be a price increase on Elvira Premium because right now I think technically the MSRP on an Elvira Premium is below that of a regular premium. And logically, guys, that doesn't make any sense. There's no loophole here for buyers that are like, well, wait a minute. Now, one that I'm not happy with, but you're going to see a price increase. It puts dealers in a bad position because if we were to list them on our websites right now as a pre-order, what do we list them at? Some people are telling me, well, my dealer's going to keep my price regardless. How? Dealers aren't going to, we're not going to lose thousands upon thousands of dollars for something we have no control over. I understand if people cancel their orders. It sucks, but I get it. My guess as to what the price is going to go up to, we know the MSRP on a premium right now is $89.99. Historically, the price of a studio release title like an Elvira or like a a, a Kapow Beatles or, or a Kapow Batman, that was always historically like $800 to $1,000 more than a regular premium. So that's kind of what my guess will be as to the price in the future of an Elvira premium. If they're $89.99 MSRP for a regular premium now, I see the Elvira premiums being a $98.99, dollars $10,000 game. Don't shoot the messenger. Speaking of unquestionable futures, uh, we heard Craig Bobby reporting some quality issues with the new Rush Pro and the center scoop on that game. 
I can confirm that, yes, we have had a handful of locations that we sold pros to having issues with their center scoop protector. We don't call it Cliffy because it's not made by Cliffy Renier. Is it Renier or Renier? Cliffy doesn't make them, but it is a product very similar uh, to what Cliffy produces. Stern does it. JJP does it. It's like a metal protector that goes over scoop holes or or whatnot. The center scoop is fairly tight on the designed Rush pinball machine. And it looks like these protectors, these metal protectors, are taking one hell of a beating on location. Some to the point that the ball simply won't eject or it can't go into the, into the scoop. That's concerning. But the good news is that while not ideal, we are still dealing with Stern Pinball. And we know lately Stern Pinball fixes issues that come up. I've spoke with Stern Pinball Engineering uh, Service Department about these issues. And they're very well aware of it. And they're working to remedy this as we speak. I had thought maybe they're just going to issue more protectors out, but I think they're going a step further, guys. They've recognized that maybe the design is an issue. I don't. They have not said to us dealers whether or not they're going to be increasing the weight thickness of this protector so it doesn't get damaged as easy, or if there's going to be a fixed kit in general. I just know that the warranties that we have submitted for these scoop protectors will be fulfilled once they find a viable fix for it for the future. So stay tuned there. Now, if the Pinball Show is the only podcast you listen to, God bless you. Love you. Smooches. But if you listen to others as well, you've probably listened to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. Our friends over there, Josh and Scott, had on Ed Robertson from the Bare Naked Ladies this last week. My buddy Ed over there is a big pinhead. I know that he's been chasing a recent title. If you're listening, Ed, congratulations on snagging that title. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite. It'll never leave. You'll love it to death once you get it tuned in. <laughs> Congrats, buddy. But Ed Robertson went over and visited the Loser Kids on their podcast. He talked about working with Rush as the superstar musician conduit of communication between the band and Stern Pinball. I implore you to go listen to the episode, but they were discussing why the song YYZ or YYZ, as, as Ed said, uh, why that's not in the Rush pinball machine. Like, that's a, that's a cornerstone Rush song. Ed Robertson said, actually, Getty Lee argued against it. Did not feel that it was the right type of song for this particular machine. Wow, that was surprising to hear. And you haven't heard it all yet. Ed Robertson said that people have not heard a quarter of the callouts in this game. There is a ton more of dialogue that is coming in future code releases. We're only at point, well, we had a new code update this last week for Rush, version 0.86, speaking of updates. Mostly fixes and tweaks, but we're only at 0.86. We got a long ways to go. And the code's already looking pretty dynamic. I think that may be a, uh, a tournament or a competition pinball darling in the future. Version 0.86, we also received some additional coding for the expression lights once the LEDs are released and the accessory unit is released for the pro and premiums. So they're adding a lot of work to that. I think Mike Vinicor did all of the light coding for the expression lights of Led Zeppelin. Maybe he's doing the ones on Rush as well. Great job. And those Munsters owners out there, I know you love your games. You'll back them up. You got new code to prove it. We're at vo version 1.20. Wait, wait a minute. Version 1.21. There was an update in the amount of time that version 1.20 came out little bug there 1.21 had to make insider connected uh, eligible and working but also in this new update there's an impossible gameplay mode that we've come to know from the mandalorian pinball code where your flippers you can't you can't trap up 
there's a meter. If you trap up, that meter becomes depleted quickly. Once depleted fully, your flippers will die until you build up enough juice again to juice those flippers. That's impossible gameplay. Also added in this version of the new Munster's Code is monster gameplay mode. That's where you get impossible gameplay for player one, and then the rest of the noobs that try to defeat you, they get normal flipper gameplay. We have Insider Connected, as well as other additions and adjustments for the Munster's pinball machine. Damn, I still love the looks and play of that game. But, eh, not going to make my collection, though. I need more. I need more, Dwight. And I'm not going to get it. So as a personal update, I've been playing the Rush Pro Pinball Machine from Stern Pinball for a couple of weeks now, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I still don't know all the rules yet. I know that like uh, the one, two, three inserts are for collecting specific combos in the game. I think it's really cool, really novel. I like that. It's kind of like a, a mini mode that you're trying to collect these different combos. That's fun. I know that hitting the records insert progresses you towards collecting those records, those songs, and I know that the time machine is kind of where you start different songs or modes and such. That's about as much as I know. The record inserts are are RGB, so they're they're different colors. Sometimes they're flashing versus constant. Yeah, I I don't know the intricacies of all of this yet. We know that Ray Day and Tim Sexton are on code, so there's going to be all kinds of stacking and qualifying and multiplying and and headache-inducing. Led Zeppelin kind of goes over my head in a lot of ways. But overall, the game is fast. It's a great shooter. The ramps are phenomenal. Those alone are going to keep you coming back. It's just, they're good Borg ramps. The scoop I'm kind of mixed on. Uh, For me, it kind of takes away from that feel-good shot on the bottom right flipper. That bottom right flipper just feels like it doesn't have have as many shots as the other two flippers. It just doesn't have as many shots. Now, the other two flippers, bottom left, top right, they make up for it because you get some great, terrific shots with those flippers. But that bottom right flipper, you ever know on games where you're like, what am I doing with this flipper? It's kind of like that. You get the scoop shot, whoopty. You've got through the pops, which... I'm a fan of, but I still want a gimme flow shot on one of my main flippers and trying to get through those pops on an orbit shot. That's not going to be a consistent thing. And many of you wonder on that pro, if you haven't played it yet, the rush pro has a dead end shot up the middle. Whereas the premium Ellie have a, has a VUC that gets you back to the flipper there. The dead end shot's not horrible, but it's not great on the pro being totally honest. It's not great. I don't think it's even any different of a feel or satisfaction than that is on the Led Zeppelin Pro dead-end shot. Remember that Pro? It's like it reacts with a nice light show and with a shaker. So it, it doesn't feel bad. It feels good, but it's just not enough. That return just goes kind of anywhere. The one on mine, you hit that dead-end shot and ah, 25% of the time it's rushing straight down the middle. See what I did there? Borg, I could have done without that dead-end shot. It's 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 kind of useless, I'm not going to lie. The time machine shot, the, the washing machine right up the middle there, surprisingly tight. And I hit that thing much less than I would have thought of or guessed just based on the pictures alone uh, at the release of this game. Very tight. It's tighter than Lord of the Rings ring shot. Tighter than that. I wonder how the premium LE is going to be. But on the Pro, that center shot's tight. Almost to the point that coming off the right wire form to the right flipper, again, That right flipper doesn't give you a lot unless you trap up. Then you can kind of backhand it to that center shot. But on the fly, good luck. I'm going to say the most surprising thing, listeners, that I've experienced so far in owning Rush Pinball is the music. Dude, the music rocks. Who would have thought? Didn't really know Rush. I know some of their songs. The theme does squat for me. But man, 
This is a jam machine. I've got an owner tip for you. Once you receive your machine, go into the settings and decrease the, I think it's the music attenuation significantly to better balance out the levels of music compared to the sound effects and callouts. Right now, with default, out of the box, you're going to have the music be subdued quite a bit under the sounds of the effects and the callouts. This balances it out even more, maybe even gives it a little nod to the music. The music fucking rocks in this game. I play this game louder than I do my other sterns. The music kicks ass, which just kind of surprised the hell out of me. You know what else surprised the hell out of me? Ken Rudberg's impromptu pinball market trends last correspondence segment. Ruddy B, my man, nicely done. David Dennis didn't even see it coming. He owned his ass on that. Ken Rudberg reporting for Jersey Jack Pinball saying that many people are thinking the new game from JJP is going to be seen at Texas Pinball Festival here in March. Hell, Ken was even questioning whether or not it was Toy Story since that's been rumored so long. What do you guys think? Do you think it's Toy Story? Let's see what my Magic 8 Ball says. Magic 8 Ball says, that's fucking Toy Story. <laughs> joking. It says decidedly so, but this is just a toy from the 90s, so can we really trust it? <laughs> So a lot of people are thinking we're going to see the new JJP game at TPF. Do they have a booth? I think they might be boothing up with fun billiards, possibly. Do we see a reveal at TPF? I don't know the answer. My guess? No, we don't see it at TPF. Remember, everybody, Wonka was revealed at MGC. I'm not saying that's when this next one's going to be revealed, but if you notice, eh, it's a little bit closer to Chicago than Texas. Also, GNR reveal did not correspond with any convention show or anything. Those those days are kind of numbered. Those days are over. These companies want to control and have a more calculated reveal, and they did so with GNR, and I'm sorry. After what is notably by the pinball community as the greatest re pinball reveal of all time, Guns N' Roses by Jersey Jack Pinball, why do anything else? If I were guessing, I would guess that is how they will reveal this game. Now, maybe that comes before a convention so that they can get the game out to the public to play at said convention. But if I were a guessing guy, you're not going to see it be unveiled at a, at a convention. But hey, most people think I'm wrong about a lot of things. And thanks to Ruddy B for reporting that the Waz 2.0 light boards are going to be available soon at JJP. So contact them if you're interested. What's not going to be available at JJP anytime soon is Barry Angler. <laughs> oh, Barry! The hell? Barry was leading the team over in the service department at Jersey Jack Pinball. He announced he was leaving his position at JJP. Now they've got an open position. But don't worry, they still have some other people working in the service department that are available to help. So no biggie there, but Barry no longer is there. So Barry, is he done with pinball? What's going on with Barry? No, no. He's actually ventured back to his previous employer, American Pinball, to run the service department again there. Is that public info? I don't know. But my big question is, my buddy Dave Brennan, what does that mean for Dave Brennan? He was doing service at AP. The hell? I can tell you this. For my money, Dave Brennan over in the service department for American Pinball has single-handedly done more as a single entity for that brand than anyone there. Now, whether that's valid or not, I don't know. But the perception from me, Dave Brennan brings a ton to American Pinball. It makes people feel warm and cozy when they buy an American pinball machine. So does this mean Dave Brennan's going to JJP? I no, I don't think so. People would be crazy not to have that guy around, though. And my apologies for not being here last week. Had to take the week off. Dave Dennis, thanks again for stepping in my huge shoes. But the fellows were talking about the second annual Pinball Industry Awards being held uh, the week before last. Woof! That was a blast. 
turned out well. Damn, it was pretty. Patting myself on the back for that production work. But damn, it was exhausting to get through. I'm so glad that's over with. I reached out to my production buddy, Amoto Arnie, uh, as she's prepping and preparing for the Twippies because she does all the editing and production over there. And I wish her the best of luck from the, from the editing gods because, woo, that'll take a lot of your life away. Damn, Amoto's killing it right now. She's doing in-disc. She's got the Shoopies coming up. She has TPF. I don't know how she's going to get it all done. Got your back, Amoto. So congratulations to all the winners of the crystal. And thank you to all who participated, all who supported, viewed, all that reached out, uh, said they loved the Lyman piece, so they, you know, they love the Hall of Fame stuff. Thank you guys. The VOD, if you guys want to watch the video on demand, you can check it out on uh, the Pinball Network's YouTube page. Trophies are going to be shipping out this week, actually. Woohoo! So hopefully some of you winners will have the brass to take a picture and put it on social media, show them off. Got to have the brass to earn the glass. Oh, that's a good one. Many of you are seeing all of the Spooky Pinball Halloween and Ultraman pre-orders go up on the secondary market at losses, and many of you guys don't think this is these are good ones. I can tell you one good thing. Over at Spooky Pinball, they cranked out 100 pinball machines in the past three weeks. So they are in the thick of it over there in Wisconsin. That's kicking some ass. 100 machines in three weeks. Nicely done, Spooky team. I was talking with Spooky recently. They were telling me that the code continues to mature. They have much, much more to come for owners and players of the Halloween and Ultraman games. Told me a couple of things. I, I don't, I'm excited. I, I continue to be excited. I'll let you guys know once I hate this Halloween machine. Because Lord knows I'm told that I'm supposed to hate this game. I'm supposed to sell this game. And I'm, I'm told this game is junk and is shit. That's what I'm told. But more so than maybe anybody in this industry, Zachy doesn't always do what he's told. <laughs> I don't hop in bandwagons. I drive bandwagons. I fill up bandwagons. So when are we going to see the next spooky title? What's the next spooky title? Great questions. When are we going to see the next spooky title? I don't know. I think they'll wrap up production of these games late summer. I don't know. I think fall maybe. Maybe an October release of Spooky's next title. What is it? No clue. No clue. But I, I'm smelling something. Ooh, I'm smelling another good title. So all of you on the bandwagon of hate, we can make some space for you over here. And we won't judge. It's fine. Come on over. But we'll never forget. Who can you order a Halloween from or an Ultraman from? Well, he's, honestly, you save a lot of money and just buy somebody's spot right now. But for the new title or whatnot, who can you order from? The Spooky's got a handful of dealers. Chris up at Kingpin. You got Game Exchange slash Beauregard. The overseas ones I don't know so much. You might have to buy direct there. Hell, Spooky still sells direct. Hashtag fail, Spooky. Come on. Shit. You got Pinball Star. There's some people that sell these games. Flipping out pinball? Question mark. Hey, as always, we get what you want. You want the new spooky game? Let us know. And that's legit all I can say. Can I get you a super hoop at flipping out pinball? Sure, why not? The truth is we're still working out the details on getting you guys pricing for super hoop availability. Still haven't finalized the dealer agreement, so we're working on that. So I don't have much info on super hoop. Game looks cool as hell though, doesn't it? Some things I love, some things I don't like as much. But for the price at which I think this thing is, it's definitely worth a look. This is like competing with Stern's pin series. <laughs> it looks damn attractive. Also, attractiveness in the news this week, N-Disc. It never drains in Southern California. 2022 was a big show this last weekend. Big-ass show and TPN, the Pinball Network, showing up in a big way. A big congratulations to Robert Byers, Top Rope Pinball. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Greg Bone calls it tightrope pinball. 
on winning Robert Byers won Classics 1 tournament at Indisc 2022. Bobby Byers for the win. Hoosier at heart. Nicely done, my friend. And if that's not enough, TPN Zone Travis Murray, third place, and TPN Tom Graff in fourth on that Classics tournament. Classics 2 tournament was held a couple days ago. Escher Lefkoff was the winner, that young buck over there. Young man from Colorado, making it rain some points, winning that Classics 2 tournament. Hell, Ray Day, TPN's Ray Day, Raymond Davidson placed third in the Classics 2 tournament. Women's tournament, congratulations to winner Carrie Wing out of the Kansas City area. A good friend to many and one hell of a pinball player. Congrats, Carrie. Match play tournament winner Adam McKinney. McKinney getting it done over there. Travis Murray coming in fourth place in the match play tournament. Nicely done, Murray man. The youth tournament winner, Ashlyn Belcito. We've heard that Belcito name before. It runs in the family, baby. Nicely done, Ashlyn. And the Open occurred on Sunday yesterday, but I'm not going to spoil who won that. And that's because I record Sunday morning, so I don't really know who won that. Okay, everybody, um, I'm popping in. I just watched the finals of Indisc 2022. The rest of the episode prior to and hereafter uh, were done earlier this morning, but I had to chime in and talk a little bit about the finals that I just witnessed and watched uh, Indisc 2022. Overall, what a great group. Uh, that made it to the finals at Kaylee George, Raymond Davidson, Zach McCarthy, and Colin Urban. What a fantastic setup to a final. So far, the broadcast has been going just wonderfully, wonderfully done. The commentators are top-notch. I think we need to lock in some contracts for Jeff Tielis, Steve Bowden, and Snow Galvin to be all-time finals uh, commentators. Terrific. Everything is just primed, right? The big stage, the biggest stage probably, arguably, uh, in competitive pinball for the entirety of 2022. We've got a young group of people. This is exactly what we want. The exposure is high. We're close to a thousand different viewers on Twitch. Everything is lined up perfectly. And then we jump into game one. What do we got? What are we playing? Game one? Roller games. Okay. All right. Fun times. Fun times. We got some magnets in there. This will be fun. Play some roller games. Woo, okay. Good good competition there, game one. All right, game two. What are we playing game two? This is the height and the pinnacle of competition pinball, and I know you guys love when I discuss competition pinball and tournament pinball. What do we got game two, guys? Gottlieb's Stargate. Gottlieb's Stargate. Oh, man, those, those late Gottlieb games. Oof. Prime for the... Big stage here. Are you serious? Shoot the fucking pyramids? Really? The game's fine. This is this is the pinnacle? This is what we're getting? This is deciding the champion? Stargate. Who's picking these games? The winner the winners, okay. Alright. I mean, look, for the sake of maximizing viewership and exposure to pinball. We get a group of young, talented, competitive players to push this industry and competition pinball forward. And we, we get Gottlieb Stargate. Woo! Flipper skills on a late Gottlieb. Score balancing. Phenomenal. This is at least game three will be better. Game three. Oh, fuck me. Mystery Castle. Mystery Castle. Alvin G. Company. Mystery this has got to be a joke. Can we pick more irrelevant games in the entire bank? Mystery Castle. Wow. It all leads up to this. 
an all-day tournament with hundreds of players. The cream rising to the top, with exception to the choices of the final game titles. Jeez. It's the fourth quarter, two minutes left, and we're going to give Tom Brady a flat football. <laughs> that hits a little too close to home, actually, right? What a boner killer. Mystery Castle, a game no one knows of. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but not for this stage. Ugh. What are we doing? Not only did these games come out before these players were even born, these games came out before their parents were born. How about this? How about finals games on the big stage? Maybe the majority of the games should come from manufacturers that are still in business. Alvin G. Gottlieb? What a great way to showcase pinball. Look, if the players can't pick relevant good games for an entertaining broadcast, how about this? A fucking spinning wheel can pick better games than this. Let's just go through, have the experts pick great competition-level games and titles, put them on a wheel, throw a couple doozies in there. I'm fine with that. Spin the wheel. What do we got? Or, or you know what? Better yet, we know that the winner of NDISC 2022, the Open, wins their choice of a stern premium pinball machine how exciting is that here's what i'm pitching the champion of the pinball open gets a machine they win it once they become champion but they must choose between one of the titles that are used in the finals maybe that'll fix this whole debacle stargate and mystery castle i think that would fix it oh zmac you want a Godzilla premium? Oh, I'm sorry, Zmac. Nobody chose a game that is widely exposed to the majority of Joe Public pinball players that go on location. Take your pick. Which one are you going to pick? Oh, there's got to be some standardization. I, you guys hate hearing it from me, but damn it, my competition series pins 1 through 10 would not include any of these games. And that's for a reason. Many of you diehard competition people out there are rolling your eyes, you're yelling at me. This guy don't know shit about competition pinball. Look, and I don't. I've not played in competition. I, I don't play in tournaments. I don't play in leagues. But I know pinball, and I watch a lot of pinball. Hell, I watch a lot of competitive pinball, and I love it. But it always seems like at the apex of our ability as a community and industry, this is how we end it. Putting people to sleep watching soon-to-be champions time out on a shitty-ass Alvin G game that is relevant to less than 1% of pinball players out there. Congratulations. Okay, I'll say a little bit tongue-in-cheek there just to, just to get you guys fired up. Overall, what a competition. Fun to watch. What an open. What an in-disc event. It is definitely worth going back and watching, especially all of the the Lazarus shots in the fight. It was, it was greatness. It truly was greatness. So I'm poking the bear a little bit, but that doesn't mean that I really don't feel this way. Damn it. At least one new game. At least one that's still in production. All right, I'm off. I'm off my soapbox. All right. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. What I can tell you is TPN showing up in a big way during the National Open Pinball Tournament. And that is Brian O'Neill ranking fifth for the Open. Brian, making these people look bad. Ray Day coming in, ranked 17th for the Open. Neil Graff, 25th for the Open. Travis Murray ranked 33rd. Stephanie Traub, 34th. DC Stephanie and Robert Byers at 39th, all making the cutoff for the Open. Very, very impressive work. And maybe the most impressive here 
is Steph. Steph owns when she goes to end disc. She's like cross country. I don't give a shit. She shows up during end disc every time. I think she may be the only female competitor in the open. Hot damn. We need to get Steph on the show. That is how you represent. Damn, damn proud of Steph there. Nicely done. So proud. Nearly as proud as I am for this week's edition of Pinball Market Trends. Haven't yelled in a while, but Dennis isn't here to snarl at me. So I'll let her rip. Trending up this week is Stranger Things. Take a look at those prices, haters. Used LEs, Stranger Things, selling between seventeen dollars and $19,000. There's one new in the box right now listed for $25,000. Making the new in box premium that I have listed at $14,000 look pretty cheap, if I say so myself. Everybody wants a Stranger Things, and sadly, Stern has informed me that not only are they done with production of the Pro, the premium of this machine, they're done with the production or any future runs of the UV lighting kit. They've washed their hands of this special Brian Eddy design game. Oh, why? The new season is close. And if you want more evidence of why numbers don't lie, and I only report the facts here in the pinball market trends, is that this sexy, sweet little fan layout is climbing up the pin side top 100, landing right now at number 16, right above another trending title. Trending up this week is Willy Wonka, baby, number 17 on the pin side top 100. This is what always happens. They stopped making a game, and now everybody wants it. I scream from the mountaintop, what games are good, what games are bad. You all roll your eyes, and then you finally come to the promised land. No snake oil here, people. I'm telling you, Willy Wonka is great, and I don't have any to sell. I said it when it was released. I said it a year ago, and I've said it now that they're done making the title. Willy Wonka, to me, is the best Jersey Jack pinball game to date. And I got the numbers for you right now. Put this in perspective, listener. Willy Wonka is ranked higher on the Pinside Top 100 than every other Pat Lawler-designed game with the exception of Twilight Zone at number 10, I might add. But that says a lot. That says a ton. Open up your heart for trust and let me enter. Ew. Ew, that was a little gross. How about this? I may drive a little fast. I may drive a little squirrely at times, but I'll never steer you wrong. Hmm, that one worked. That was almost as good as the glass brass piece. And clean out your ears with the Q-tip, be- or Q-tip. Have you seen these things online with the little corkscrew thing, like the wine bottle opener that digs into your ear? I'm, I'm interested in it because I do feel like I'm jamming the earwax back in my ear and really fucking up my whole auditory system, but I don't, I don't know what to do. What do we do with the ear things? But anyway, what I was getting to is clean out your ears because I'm going to tell you what's trending down this week. And I, and in a way it's me, I suppose listener shit. Damn. I hope you felt my pain this past week. I got beat up a little bit, this a lot of bit this week on Facebook with some flipping out pinball inventory posts that I had. A lot of people not liking the pricing of the in-stock inventory that flipping out pinball has. Others of you actually understand how the market works. Nicely done. And of course, the Venom to My Spider-Man, Canadian Pinball Podcast, helped the cause by posting our for sale list on his social media, stirring people up even more. Gee, thanks, Chris. And here I thought Chris would be too busy sporting wood over there after figuring out how to get bits and stars from Facebook on his live feed to even worry about my post. But damned if it didn't give him content for a whole week. Look, people, the market matters. The market is living. It's breathing. It goes up. It goes down. 
If a stock is high one week or one month, it doesn't mean that it's going to be always high. Or it could mean that it appears high, but damned if it isn't low, only to rise again. It fluctuates. So for those of you who did not see this post, what had happened was, at Flipping Out Pinball Distribution, we do everything that we can to get people the games that they want for the price that they should receive them. That is, no over MSRP price gouging from our customers. We get so many LEs, even if we could sell them for thousands more, we don't. MSRP or lower. That hadn't changed. Free shipping, all new Stearns. I bet you can count on your hand how many dealers still provide that. Customer service, we do everything that we can. But, the big but here, and I cannot lie, and what those other podcasters can't deny, is that if I get something in on trade, and we're getting less than 25% of the allotment of games that we're accustomed to in, in, in past years, when I go to list that game, I can no longer sell that game for thousands under what it's worth on the market. You get that, right? If a Jurassic Park premium comes in on trade for another game, I have people out there expecting me to sell that thing for 2000 less than it's worth. If Nicole and I at Flippin' Out could get as many Jurassic Park premiums as we ordered or as we wanted, absolutely no problem. And the market wouldn't be where it's at, so we wouldn't even have that issue. But as a hypothetical, let's say I have 100 Jurassic Park premiums on order. And the next run comes, and I get five. Five. Selling that used one for 2000 worth its actual value on the secondary market, that is bad business. You don't stay in business when you do that. Do I like pricing machines more than MSRP? No, I don't. Because I wouldn't want to pay that. Do I pay that as a hobbyist though? Nicole, I hope you're not listening. I do. And you will see very soon later on in pinball market trends that I do. Do I take things in on trade that are valued higher, used than they are new? We do. We play the market with games coming in just as we do games going out. And I hope that people realize that. Based on the feedback we receive through Canada's Post, a lot of people don't realize that, though. They think, they think we're like swindling people. Ah, what you got there? Jurassic Park Premium? Yeah, brand new. Those were $8,000 back in the day. I'll give you a six and sell it for 12. No, we're paying for it. Damn, we're paying for it. So yeah, trending down is, uh, I guess, is, I guess is my inventory. My apologies for not pricing things 25% under what they're going from everywhere else he's got a little snark this guy can he can he loosen up this bit a little bit i suppose so trending down this week is david dennis co-hosting last week's show Ugh, it was bad enough that he shat all over this award-winning podcast segment but the kicker oh the thing that resulted in the recent suspension of him co-hosting for three months here at the pinball show was eating while recording eating this man was consuming food nope inexcusable Inconceivable. We run a tight ship here. Dennis Creasel will tell you. You think he's the prickly pear. We we have high standards here. And a bright, shiny trophy to back it up. And while I love accessories, listener, I hate vocal accessories. You want to chew gum? You want to eat crackers during a broadcast? Go do it over on Triple Drain. Because this is the big leagues, baby. And for you, Mr. Silverball Chronicles, that means back to the bullpen. All jokes aside, I appreciate you stepping in. You did a damn good job. But all jokes aside, you really fucked up that segment. Deal of the week this week bye, is bye, from bye. flipping out pinball. Of course, I'm solo. I got nobody to stop me. And try to refute this deal of the week. We're selling a Star Wars The Pin comic, lightly used, pre-owned, for the bargain price of $42.99. Bye, bye, bye! 
That saves like 300 bucks. What, what in the hell can you even buy for $42.99 right now in this market? Not much. This thing is a beauty with the comic version. Opto spinner, freaking drop targets that block the ramp. Come on, George Gomez design, get out of town. And if that's not enough, we're also going to be providing free shipping on this lightly pre-owned pinball machine. Bye, bye, bye! $42.99 shipped anywhere in the continental United States. That, my friends, is what we call a deal of the week. I can't say the same, though, for a pinball machine that is featured on Pinside right now, right outside of Dallas, Texas. See you soon there, Dallas. Pinsider by the name of Teletub. I don't know who this is. I know a lot of people in Dallas. I don't know if I know Teletub. Selling a Shadow, one of my favorite games. At, well, actually, my favorite WPC game. A stunning shadow, they say. Cab was stripped and painted with new decals. Mantis ramps. The Auric Translighting speaker panel. Brass mini playfield shroud. Brass wire forms. Mirror blades, LEDs, color DMD, LED speaker panel, black chrome gun. Is that black nickel? Titan rubber, powder coated everywhere. This, what the hell? What's not to love, Zach? This is your wheelhouse, baby. It's even got the backboard. He didn't put that. It's got a brick backboard. Oh, man. Don't hate celebrate the shadow. What's wrong? And the first, the price is a bit jarring. $8,000. Oh, bo. And when you look at this game, you're thinking, okay, you know what? Cab works pretty good, actually. See a couple of issues with the decals you did, but... Overall, nice cab work. This pen is a beauty. $8,000 for a brand new cab and a wonderful looking machine. What's wrong with that, Zach? That sounds about right. I wouldn't argue until you see the play field. Sell, sell, sell. Said so there's sanctumware, so he put a decal over it. Oh, no. Oh, no. One of the biggest red flags when you guys go out to look for a pinball machine that is touted as a collector's quality or a high-end restore. If you see, number one, Penn Stadium lights are fine, especially on a shadow. Man, Penn Stadiums are great on a shadow when set to white. Anytime you see color coming from Penn Stadiums, red flag. Question their judgment as to what is nice and what is not. Anytime you see colored GI all over, red flag. Question their decision making. Anytime you're trying to pick up a shadow that's going to be $8,000, that sanctum better be shaven and clean and oiled. You better oil up that sanctum if you're going to charge $8,000, my friend. But if you look at the pictures, it may look like a nice game once you re-frickin' LED the whole thing, but that decal where the sanctum is does not justify this high price. Look at the shooter lane if you want to see some gnarly sanctum wear. It's like he picked up all the sanctumware that he covered up with the decal and put it in the shooter lane. Sell, sell, sell. Nope. It makes me question why someone would go through this much work on a cabinet in a shop job and just not swapping the play field while you're at it. You're right there. If you're going to do the job, do it right. I value this particular machine really no more than I do any other run-of-the-mill player's condition shadow. 6,000 tops. If I had an extra $6,000, I wouldn't buy this game. Because to me, it is nothing more than a deal of the... <coughs> Maybe somebody will pick up that shadow and show it the love that it deserves. And before we close it out here, I've got to tell you, I've got a special announcement here. The pinball bounty has been fulfilled. Oh yeah, pinball bounty has been fulfilled. Congratulations to the individual who fulfilled that bounty, as well as the seller of the white water that I just purchased. It's in route right now from Texas. Pew, pew. Hopefully she ain't got no bullet holes in the cab. You know why? Because it's a mighty hep, a hep restored white water. Oh Lord, 
Pinball Bounty was bountiful. I'm receiving the most beautiful white water in existence. Yep, I had to pay for it. I sure had to pay for it. Oh, did I have to? I'll be paying for it for a while. And I love that I went to submit the $1,000 bounty to the individual who set this up, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't take it. And I thought, well, okay, well, you want some accessories? You want a topper? Like, uh, we'll get you up to $1,000. No, 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 no. And soon I realized that maybe this bounty is going to take an ugly turn because their response to me was, he said, no, no, no money needed right now. I can check out your website, but quote, I may just like having the most influential person in pinball owing me a favor, <laughs> end quote. <laughs> oh, no. And then they sent me a meme of the Godfather scratching his kitty cat with the caption, you will owe me for this favor you ask of me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is terrifying. And that just goes to show you, be careful what you wish for, because you just may get it. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to open up another bounty, the new bounty. <laughs> Let's see what you guys got. You're successful. We're one for one. I've made a deal with the devil. But the new bounty being issued today on the Pinball Show, Pinball Market Trends, Pinball Bounty is Bally's Creature from the Black Lagoon. I need you all to find me a creature. The bounty is now out there. It is open and ripe for picking. $1,000 bounty goes out to the individual who can find me the most minty, sexy creech on the planet. My stipulations for this bounty are as follows. At minimum, it has to be either restored or home use only. At minimum. I don't want any playfield wear, and I prefer a new playfield, whether it's a repro or whether it's a new old stock. When it comes to that hologram in the window, I'm gonna need either a fresh, clean-looking green hologram of Creech, or I'm gonna need the Mike D replacement mod. One or the other. You can show me the prettiest damn Creech, but if you flop your Creech out and it's blue, I ain't touching it. <laughs> Blood running through that thing. No, it's not gonna happen. Extra brownie points for someone with a updated Swinx snack bar on there. And new ramps. The thing's got to be new. Dennis Creasel's rolling his eyes listening at this. Dennis, how high are we going on this one? We damn near got to the max on that. That Hep Whitewater. Ugh. Let's hope that this one doesn't, doesn't cost as much. I don't know if my wallet can take it. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I'm just here to report the facts because numbers, in fact, do not lie on pinball market trends. Okay, all right, I'm done. Flipping the lights off. We're calling it a week. I'll see you all next week. Email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with Dennis Creasel, myself, uh, George Fisher, David Dennis, the whole gang here at TPN, uh, or go to our website, thepinball.network. Please follow, like, subscribe to anything that we do at TPN, whether it's our Facebook page, whether it's our uh, their social medias, uh, Twitches and Facebooks and YouTubes. Go to the YouTube, all the VODs and stuff on YouTube. A brand new pinball gameplay video every single day. Straight down the middle, we should be coming out with a brand new video on YouTube, SDTM. Soon, it may not even be a pinball video. Flipping out pinball. Product showcase this week is actually an Avenger shooter rod. I think we have those back in stock. So if you're looking for an Avengers Infinity Quest Illuminated Interactive Shooter Rod, we have those in stock now. I think they're like a buck eighty plus shipping. 
We also still have a couple GNR LEs by Jersey Jack Pinball in stock. Or catch the very limited and rare Batman 66 LE that is pre-owned, ready to go, as well as a Godzilla Pro pre-owned. A Star Wars The Pin comic, I have a new inbox, and that pre-owned one that uh, I mentioned on Deals of the Week. We have one more Willy Wonka LE left. One more, but there's a caveat. It took a little bit of damage in shipping, and I accepted it because it's like a, it's a ding to a cabinet decal. So if a little cabinet decal ding does not bother you, or uh, if you're crafty enough to swap it out for, for another new decal, then have at it. We have one more Willy Wonka Ellie left. I also have that rare zombie all-star baseball pitch and bat. Cactus Canyon SE and SE Plus is get your pre-orders in for those as well as in stock an Elvira 40th anniversary pinball machine. This isn't just the number 40. I have the number 40, but I also have another non-40 that's that's cheaper. So I think we've got those priced with like 25, 26. I'm like, I'd have to go check. Star Wars premium comic pre-owned. The one that you all want. We have one of those pre-owned ready to go, as well as a limited edition R2-D2 Star Wars topper that's been pre-owned. They both are pricey. Ain't no lying about it. But if we work together, I can probably get that as a bundle a little bit cheaper. Godzilla still, people are pre-ordering the hell out of that thing. If you want that this decade, go ahead and put your order in now. Get in the queue. Remember, at Flipping Out Pinball, we don't take any deposits on a pro or premium uh, from Stern, and we still offer free shipping on all new Sterns. You can't beat that. Get your pre-order rush in, as well as pre-ordering and getting on those lists for accessories. If you're wanting a topper that's out or hasn't even been released yet, get on the list with us. I still have some Elite Limited Edition Pinball Indiana Jones Deluxe Toppers. We've got banners, I think... Rush banners should be coming in soon. We have another order of Godzilla banners coming in at any point in time. Still have other title banners, though. Buy some merch. Buy a limited edition custom decal from the pinball show or straight in the middle. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a hoodie. Let's see you guys sporting some stuff at TPF. I would love to see that. TPN last week, what was going down? Well, the pinball show interviews, episode six occurred. Matt Morrison, the best damn interviewer in the business, I think, interviewing Marco Specialties, Kyle Spiteri, and Crystal Gimnick, formerly from the Plum podcast. TPN this week, I have a lot of events going on. Like, follow, subscribe to TPN's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and see what is on TPN tonight. Your favorite streamer is going to be there playing one of your favorite games. You might as well stop by and say hello and say the pinball show sent you. That would be really nice, actually. And until next week, there's nobody more pin-entertaining, nobody more pinfluential, and nobody more pinteresting than your host, Zach Minnie, here at the Pinball Show. And always practice safe pinball and mystery castle up. Peace out. Uh-huh.